0: Welcome to Fast Cars, Fast Girls. We are your IndyCar experience. And this week, Molly and I have two very special guests with us. We have the team principal from Force Indy, which is one of our, our new teams in the uh, Road to Indy series. And we also have driver Miles Rowe, who is their driver this year. And uh, we are very excited to be chatting with them and very excited to hear about all the forward momentum and, and things they've got planned for this next season we like to pretend there's a the-
1: thank you guys for yeah. having us it's a pleasure well you're
0: very welcome thanks for coming on we are excited to chat with you
1: yeah.
0: um so let's see i think we'll just ask you both the same questions um maybe kind of tweak here and there but um yeah. one of our favorite things to know is how you got into motorsports what uh what gave you the motorsports bug because We have a pretty firm theory that most people who end up here start out as just fans and then really just fall in love with it. And some some end up being professionals and some of us are just professional fans. (laughs) So uh, so how do you how do you get the motorsports
1: bug? Um, I'll go, Rod. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Well, I was four years old uh, and I was kind of on the set. I was kind of set on the road to golf uh, because my dad was very into golf. But we were we were watching TV one day. We were watching a golf championship, and commercials came on, and he gets really he gets really impatient when commercials come on, and he <laughs> start yeah. So he started changing the channels and everything, trying to look for something else so like that was entertaining. Um, and then Formula One came on, and it was the blue the blue and yellow Reynolds um, driven by Fernando and I think Fisichella um, at the time. But when I saw when I saw them going around the track that one time, I was hooked. I mean, it was just I had to do exactly what they were doing. It was like it was like they were a bird, um, and they could do whatever they wanted. And they were—you could just see them like being the fastest out there, the fastest in the world. And that was something I wanted to do always. I've always been a free kind of person. So when I saw that, I was like, "That—that's what I need to do in my life." You're like, "That's it. That's for yeah. me." Exactly.
0: It is kind of that first time you see a car on the track, um, whether it's on TV. Or live because they do formula one does a great job with their camera angles of showing the speed um and indycar is doing a i say doing a, a much better job um mm-hmm. now that we've got NBC um doing doing our our videoing um because sometimes it can be kind of hard to see how fast they are but mm-hmm. but yeah when you see that and then seeing it in person the first time that's like if there was any doubt from your mind it's gone yeah
1: exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs>
0: So that's very cool. So you've had the bug for quite a long time.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was one of those things where it was just like something you were born with. And I just had to see that it was there and possible. Um, you know,
0: said like a true race car driver. Yeah. yeah. there's just you know I'm a nurse in my day job and so people always say it takes a special kind of person to be a nurse which is true um but it just like there are lots of jobs that I couldn't do so I feel like I could say that about most things but especially race car drivers because you guys have you know all this risk and all these things you're doing and that's almost never what's on your mind it's about how can we get faster how can we do better you're you guys are almost uh fearless it feels like
1: Mm -hmm. yeah you have to be Uh yeah it's what required. It's what's. It's what is is required. You need a lot of confidence, um, but if you have it, you can definitely attain attain uh, really high levels if you just keep pushing and keep working hard in
2: time.
0: Absolutely. Well, Rod, what about you? How did you get in
2: into? Well, I was a lot older than four, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I was an East Coast. Uh, I am an East Coast kid, and um, I was born in Jersey. Grew up uh, in, in Philly, and um, my my folks moved to Indianapolis when I was um, just just before my teenage years. And when we got here, it was all about the 500 in the month of May. And at that time, the 500 was predominantly, you know, on the radio. It wasn't I think they would show it on television, you know, it was after a delay. The, yeah, yep. delayed. And so, um, we would barbecue and, you know, turn the race on, even though my family wasn't really into racing and we would, um, listen and, and I would just be stuck to the radio and, you know, you kind of heart racing when you hear all this stuff and, you know, you want to know who's going to win. And, uh, I I always wanted to go to the race and my parents were like, you know, we don't have, we don't, you know, it's almost like that's not for us. And, uh, I don't think it had anything to do with, with with uh, race or anything like that. I think it was just, that wasn't a, of interest. And so when I became 17, um, I said, you know what, I'm going to go to one of these races. So I became a yellow shirt over at the speedway. Um,
3: oh, good for that's you. So cool. <laughs> it was,
2: it was, well, it was pretty crazy for, for, uh, you know, a teenager, uh, you know, in a yellow shirt at that time, they called us uh, security, but basically we picked up trash and watched it, you know, watched the folks in the snake pit. So, um that was my my first experience and uh so I worked the night the day and the night before I mean like all through the night and then of course the horn went off in the morning and the balloons and the whole bit and so I'm standing on the fence and this mound and watching the cars and and I thought I was hooked I was hooked I said this is Mm -hmm. this is for me so that was my very first experience and I just kind of um had opportunities after I got in, in school and working, uh, in college at Purdue and then working, uh, for an engineering firm, uh, everybody would be getting together, going to the race. And so I said, Hey, I want to go. So right. you know, buy a ahead. ticket, go in the infield, hang out in the snack, snake, pit and, and do all that crazy stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what I did for those first years.
0: Very that's cool. awesome. I, I have got to ask, ask, um, And you can give just kind of a general range of dates. Um, (laughs) About what year were you in the snake pit?
2: (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you, I was in the snake pit when it was truly the snake pit. Okay,
3: that's
0: what we wanted to
2: know. Yeah, we're talking, um, let's see, I think the first time I went was probably 1978, maybe? 1978 to 80? So, you know what it was like back then. I mean, it was Oh, just, indeed we do. Yeah, well, you guys might not know what it was like, but it was it was pretty live.
0: I we mean. um so we were we were not there in person um no. <laughs> during that time, but we've heard many yeah, stories. Yeah. And and my dad was actually um an Indianapolis police officer. So, most of the snake pit <laughs> stories that I have are <laughs> from his firsthand experience.
2: Right. Let, <laughs> let's just say that there were numerous arrests for uh, everything from public intoxication to indecent exposure. And it was all warranted.
0: (laughs) Oh, very warranted, I'm sure.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, So, Miles, if you haven't heard anything about the snake pit, um, because you were younger than all of us, Mm -hmm. I will just tell quickly my favorite story of my dad training a rookie on the day of the 500. And they were at the edge of the snake pit and the rookie saw some, you know, a couple of guys getting into a fight and wants to go in and break it up. My dad was like, no, we're not doing that. (laughs) And the guy's like, but it's a fight. My dad's like, do you see a weapon? No, they'll punch each other a couple of times. The crowd will decide who was the winner and who was the loser. And they will go about their business. (laughs) This, this is going to be handled internally by them and we're going to allow it. And so these, and his, another officer had a ha, was doing field training with another rookie. So the two rookies decide they don't want to take the veteran's advice and that they are going to go into the snake pit to break up this fight by oh. themselves.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: About mm, four hours later, the two rookies were returned to the veteran police officers <laughs> <laughs> by the biker spokesperson of the snake pit. Um, and they were returned wearing um, handcuffed with their own handcuffs, <laughs> and wearing only underwear. They had taken their uniforms, their badges, their guns, their radios, their shoes. they took everything they brought they came back yeah underwear and their own handcuffs.
2: Oh my gosh! <laughs> and my dad
0: just looked at him and said, "I
2: told you not to go in there." So, 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 miles the snake pit, which is it's interesting because it's no quote unquote singular place. It's just a big, broad area in the infield, mm-hmm. and it's enhanced with uh, it's usually enhanced with mud, uh, either because it rained or because it uh, the, the the beer was flowing. So much that they would just turn the ground into mush. And oh the God. hillbilly
0: hot tubs—people
2: yep, that literally put a tarp eat. in
0: the back of their uh, truck—and at some point, you got to get the water out.
2: You got it. <laughs>
3: and
2: uh, everything from beer showers to hoses to whatever. So it was pretty, pretty interesting.
3: Wow. Wild, just that's wild, wild. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I mean, literally, like they would not enter the snake pit, unless you were really belligerent, like borderline, you needed to go to the hospital drunk. Um, or like if you really caused a problem, but yeah, unless they saw like a weapon or, you know, hard drugs, like, some, you know, they, they were like, you know what? They'll, they'll sort it it's out. It's not the worth stuff. it. We're <laughs> just going to stay out here and make sure nobody dies. That's
2: it. I mean, you're talking thousands of people. I mean, the Speedway, they never gave numbers of how many people would come to the, to the track, but I'm guessing... <laughs> This is no joke. I'm guessing there were probably 150 to 100,000 people in the in the center of the track. Uh,
0: oh, I would believe that easily.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: that's so right. well,
0: that's excellent. <laughs> uh, so yeah, safety patrol yellow shirt. Um, I feel like you should get a pen that says yellow shirt veteran.
2: You know, uh, when I tell that story, I'm, I'm I'm going like, you know what? You, you guys don't understand what it what it was like to be a yellow shirt then. Those guys are pretty tame, and they do a great job of security now. And and, uh, you know, I, I did it, uh, I did it that one time. <laughs> that, was, that, was it. that was it for me. No yeah. more.
0: <laughs> yeah. see so back then they had to be a little, uh, maybe a little more aggressive than they do yeah. nowadays.
3: <laughs> Not yeah. just a whistle that won't stop people in the snake pit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: well, that's great. So, um, Rod, why don't you tell us? a little bit more about Force Indy and, um, and how this team got started.
2: Well, uh, you know, um, post snake pit, um, actually I got involved <laughs> with, uh, with a racing team, uh, in my early twenties. Um, it was part of a corporation that I was actually doing, a, a advertising for, cause I have a branding company and, um, my, um, became friend and partner was a, was a racer and he was a race car driver. And, uh, he had approached, um, this company, it was called a, L. a Smith oil company. He had approached them for sponsorship and asked if, uh, it would make sense for them to spend. Oh, I think at the time, maybe $75,000 or something t- for him to uh, run formula Fords out in California. It did not make any sense, uh, from, uh, Advertising perspective, but I was really excited about what he was doing and was a way for me to get back into racing and uh, We became fast friends. I started becoming the team manager. I would raise uh, sponsorship dollars and uh, eventually in the mid to late 80s, we were able to garner sponsorship with Budweiser Racing and um, That really put me on a trajectory to um not only be involved in motorsports, but be involved at the higher levels. And so um, one of the, and I, I tell Roger Penske this story um, and he's a little surprised. I was always a behind the scene guys guy, but with um, what we were doing, um, my partner, Charles Wilson, was uh, very much in contact with the, the Roger Penske's of the world, always looking for a ride. And in um, about 1990, we started a program called uh, NXG Youth Motorsports with the idea of helping kids of color get involved in motorsports, primarily from the perspective of just exposure and building fan base, wanting them to uh, understand careers in motorsports, and um, eventually using motorsports as a life skill development tool. So we created this um, program using go karts. Um, and we worked at this, you know, we run our program and we were working at the Speedway. And uh, so about a year, a little more than a year ago, um, I reconnected with Roger Penske based on that program. Uh, and um, we were talking about how many kids we had been able to have come through a program in, in 15 years, which was a number of over 2,300 kids. That's and awesome. so they were, yeah, they were pretty excited about what we were doing. And um, quite frankly, the things that um, Roger Pensky asked me, he said, you know, do you, um, uh, you know, what, why did you do this? And what, what, what was the ultimate goal? And I said, the ultimate goal was to, to have a presence at Indy with uh, people of color. And I said, not just in the cockpit, but really as a, as a full team. And um, he thought that was pretty exciting and at the time, um, and I'm sure Miles will tell you tell you his story, but I had um, been introduced to Miles when he was like 14. He didn't know it. I talked to his parents just briefly, and we had never met face-to-face, but I sort of knew of him. Well, uh, there was an opportunity for um, Miles to do a USF 2000 test, and um, Roger Penske asked me to go, and he said, you know, tell me what, what you observe and what you think of this young man. And... Um, because uh, Miles had been introduced to him uh, through willpower, so very
3: cool.
2: Uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> we ended up. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, watching uh, Miles take a test, and when we got finished, um, he called me and asked me what I thought. I said, I think he's a very talented young man, and uh, and I said, not just in the cockpit. I said, I, I, I like I like his demeanor outside the cockpit, mm-hmm. and he said you should put together a team. Said, <laughs> oh, okay.
0: <laughs> should I? Should I now? Should I? Sure, should Roger. <laughs>
2: I? Sure. So, um, yeah. And, um, and we, we actually worked on uh, the concept and, um, um, yeah, force Indy was born in, uh, in about, uh, August of last year.
3: That's Very cool. <laughs> That's a lot of really great names there. Um, involved that's just awesome that is awesome
2: yeah see, that, you, that, you know that that's is... kind of the clip note mm-hmm. version because you know you can imagine it's so many things that oh, um gosh. you know sort of converge to make it happen but sure. the, the one key thing that i think was uh common among all of us and that was that we really wanted to see a change in the sport mm-hmm. and uh, i kind of call it you know the um you know, changing the face of motorsports, uh, all puns intended. And, yeah. um, and, and you can't do that without a really broad view, not just, mm-hmm. um, Hey, let's have a, you know, let's have a black driver or even a, a black team manager, and uh, principal, you, you really need to look all the way through, mm-hmm. um, the operation of the team. And, you know, one of the first hires we had were, um, kids that had come up through my, 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 um, NXG motor, youth motorsports program. So um, they're, they're on the team and miles is on the team and it's great.
0: That is great. Um, cause yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. We do need to to change the, the face of motorsports cause it has been very dominated by, by white people for a very long time. Um, and actually specifically by white men um, for a very long time. Um, and so I, yeah, I love what NXG is mm-hmm. doing and I love that you guys are starting to, when they're young and, you know, kind of helping, you know, cause miles, you, you fell in love with it at four and, you know, and I think you said, you know, there was some point, like at that point you didn't even know if that was a reality for you. And yeah. mm-hmm. so NXG being able to provide this mentorship and training, et cetera, at such a young age, um, you know, really shows everybody that, yeah, no, there's a place for you here. This is a reality. This, this is a possibility. This can be your reality. And, um, I think that's important because I think a lot of times people of color don't find out like, oh, well, I could have done this and this until, you know, especially with motorsports until later on in life Uh, or even, you know, even when you're in your teens, which as you guys know, is a little late to start wanting to be a motorsports driver. You wouldn't think so, (laughs) but it is.
2: Um, Yeah. You you know, with, with uh, so much um, of, the sport, you know, because we, we get asked all the time, um, you know, why aren't there more kids that go into it? And part of it is they're not exposed to it. You know, fortunately, mm-hmm. for Miles, you know, he was exposed and his, his dad and his mom, you know, gave him an opportunity to really pursue it. But a, a lot of these kids don't don't aren't even aware of it. And then you start adding in the um, the cost and yeah. it almost becomes yeah. almost becomes impossible to do.
0: It really does. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, uh, I was checking out the NXG website earlier and saw, you know, how you've got all these different curriculums and things. And, you know, with that in mind, the cost and things, I'm sure that that's part of, you know, what you guys talk about is, you know, well, and like you said, you, you liked Miles on and off the track. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you're not just a driver. You also have to be personable enough, um, likable enough that, you know, you have sponsors who want to support you and want to see you succeed. And that is a bigger part of it than it should be. It should be a l- more more talent based, um, but but that's the name of the game right now. Um, and so, learning how to do all that, in addition to you know having your having eyes open to hey, this could be me, um, are both such integral parts to to having younger kids now be successes in the future.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I really like what you said about the uh, you know this is a pay to play sport. And has been, and I don't know to what degree we're going to be able to change it. Um, yeah. But this is this. You know, I hope we can start to have folks look uh, at us and see that you know, you know, Miles was chosen because of his talent, you know, not because you know they've got a lot of dollars they can bring to the table, and and that that wasn't that was our objective to find someone who can sort of fit the bill. And then I do, you know, it's my job to make sure that we got the, the funds to keep keep running. Yeah. yeah.
0: And actually, Molly and I have discussed this uh, many times. That's kind of an our ideal world to change that. We would love for the responsibility of sponsorship money to be put more on teams um, than specific drivers, than, than on the driver. Like, absolutely, sure, if you've got a connection, if you can bring a sponsor in, I think that's fantastic. But but yeah, I think we'd have a little more truer competition if, if that was every team's view of okay, Miles is chosen on talent. I'm going to be the one to make sure that we get that we have money so this team can run a full season.
2: Mhm. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it keeps it pure as well.
0: Absolutely. There's nice. the word. Yep. That's per- that's the perfect word for that, Miles. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. When there's a lot of it turns the sport into a whole. I mean, it is a big mm-hmm. business-driven sport. Oh. As the years go on, and when that's more, when it's needed more, or there's more kind of influence on it, it turns into a, a businessman's kind of world, and it's not mm-hmm. even something approachable from an average young person like me.
0: Absolutely, I yeah. mean, unless your parents are, you know, crazy rich. Um, yeah, I say somebody because. Were you are you a junior in school? Junior, in college, right? Yep. Okay, so yeah, it's like, you're early 20s. I say, I don't even think that you're quite old enough to drink yet, right?
1: Not yet, no. Okay, yeah, <laughs> so
0: it's like, you know, where is a where is a 20-year-old going to come up with, you know, a couple hundred thousand bucks to to run a season of USF 2000? Um, you
2: better double that one, Abby. Okay,
0: yeah. <laughs> fair, yeah, fair.
2: Yeah, it's about 400 now.
0: All right. Oh, boy, yes. Is, yeah, and that's I mean, and that's you know, the lowest rung on the ladder. And so it only gets pricier as you go up. And yeah, it's just, it's not really reasonable to expect, you know, somebody like Miles or, you know, any of these other normal people we have that have great talent to be able to provide that money as well, especially at that age. Um, so yeah, I love the way that you guys are doing that. Um, and yeah, one of my one of my solutions um, to that because Molly and I love to pretend that we're in charge of everything. Sometimes
2: yeah,
0: uh, it's easier, right? We're like, well, I would do it this way. Not that anybody cares my opinion, but this is what I would do. I actually think if we brought a second tire manufacturer back, that that would help out sponsorship because how are you going to choose which tire to use? Probably which one offers you more money.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Let, make capitalism work for you is what I'm saying <laughs> make it work for you in a way that doesn't screw out our pure talent drivers
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, so um, so Miles how excited are you um, for coming into the USF2000 season
3: I think we also have to hear his his story kind of like Miles is part oh, of the story true.
1: <laughs> oh yeah um, I mean first of all I'm, I'm beyond excited it's something I've been dreaming about for. Practically forever, at this point, point. Um, and it's such a blessing that I was that I felt like I was almost out of the sport, and then mm. was able to get the opportunity to to show my skills um, and show my colors and and get back into it. Um, but yeah, what what happened was was we got a call from Rod one day um, talking about a test and everything, and and when we went down to Indy, it was really just I mean it was I didn't I was kind of like I didn't know what was going on quite. Like it was it was just about showing like when I got there, it was about showing just my talent, um, my driving, um, just how I handled myself. Um, Will was amazing at being able to um to to help me uh get the opportunity through. And um yeah, it was just it was really just about Going, it was just a normal test day, really. But Perfect. making sure that I that I did what I needed to do because I was I was I haven't been driving for three years, so the term the term athletes use is rusty. I was definitely rusty um, when I went, so there was definitely a lot of pressure for me to just make sure that I did everything properly while still being rusty and everything. Um, but as Rob said, uh, it it didn't show as much that I was that rusty, and and they they liked my performance. Um, and we just went on from there and, and getting selected to be with the team and, and just building a few more connections and, and really, and meeting all the people that, that Rod has hired to, also from NXG, um, meeting, meeting all the kids from NXG as well when I was down in Indy, uh, that was amazing. That was really cool. It's really cool what what Rod has done with NXG. Um, because you can see how the kids, uh, how they, how, how passionate they are and, you could see versus the emotions I felt when I was kind of alone um, in karting. you could see them being around familiar faces or just friends of theirs possibly. Like it, it was just so much, they had so much fun and it was so pure. Um, And they didn't have to focus purely on performance. And, and half of that is because NXG also focuses on just pure, like pure, um, what's the word, like skills outside of the car, like it's not just driving, like you learn sure. math and, and all these other things that go into racing and just apply to life as well. So it's like a whole school um, in a sense. And it was it was really nice to see them be able to learn over there um, because it was, the, you could tell the emotions they had were, were different from the emotions I, I had in karting just because of the difficulties that me and my father um, took on when we went in there practically alone. Oh Sure. So yeah, it was it was a great experience, an eye-opening experience, and and honestly, just a pure blessing. Like I, I just couldn't I just couldn't feel more grateful when I was down there, because um, all the cards just like Rod said, they just fell into play properly. Um, yeah, that's
0: awesome. Well, I bet they looked at you like a superhero
1: when you went to visit too. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, it was what what got me was you could really see how how much better they felt seeing like someone who's mm-hmm. done something they they want to do. Um, and then like, since they were carding then when I was there, like them actually doing, you could tell it, it, like, it was nice to see them like get a boot, an extra boost of energy from that. Um, which was very pleasing. Like it's, it's something that everyone needs in any sport. Um, and it's hard to get as, as a black person in racing, you don't, you're not able to see a lot of people that can just, that look like you, um, that, yeah. that just give you an extra boost because it's, it's needed. It's needed and it, and it helps for sure. So it was really it was it was really cool to see that for sure.
0: That is excellent. I, yeah, I, I bet that to,
2: was just awesome. I, I gotta tell you, um, you know, when um, Miles came and and you know I didn't make a big fanfare about who he was or anything like that, and we were still and technically we were still vetting drivers, which which we did. I mean, we went through. So so Miles really shined not just from the first meeting, but through all the vetting. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was he, he got in one of our go karts, and that, and we're talking about a, a Honda-powered, like five and a half horsepower go kart that can run maybe thirty miles an hour. And he was oh. so fast, and kids were going like, "Whoa!" We didn't <laughs> think go kart could do that. <laughs> <laughs> going into that was fun. <laughs> if you remember, Miles, at first time, I mean, you went, you were, we were over at the uh, speedway. I think we were at the museum lot, and. <laughs> He just like went into the corner and was just knowing how to use the brakes and all that kind of stuff. And you could see a dramatic change from the kids when the next time they went out, they were like trying that. You know, you could see oh, yeah. a couple of them going, like, yeah. oh, I think I could do this. You know, so
0: yeah, let me let me try this out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Oh, I didn't
3: know it could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, that
1: was a blast. It was that was a whole, it was a great day. It was. One of the best days of my life for sure. Just being around everybody and and just seeing all the kids. Like it was it was great. And and going in the go-kart at the speedway. That was that was that was a memory for sure.
0: I mean, driving anything at the speedway is it's a it's a big deal. It's pretty yeah. awesome. They used to and they don't do it anymore. But the Wednesday before the five hundred was it well, it still is community day. Now the drivers go out into the community and, and to do fun things, but it used to be held at the track and there are a bunch of activities for kids, etc. But one of the cool things is that you could come in your daily driver um, with a valid driver's license and sign a waiver that if you die, it's not the track's fault. And they would let you drive your car around the track. And not very fast. I think "Eh." they limited it at 30. Um, However, I will say with the right car, um, the state police officers that are posted about every half mile um, will 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 not come out and ask you to get off the track. But I only pushed it to fifty. But I was in a fifty nine Etzel, and I didn't think they'd mind, and I was correct; they did not. Um, <laughs> so if the car is cool enough, you can get up to fifty here and there. I passed a minivan that was going like five miles an hour. I was like, I can't mess with you today. I could not drive only five. Like I'll I'll, I'll stick around thirty, but I, I have to go faster than five on this track.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, an Etzel, do you still have that or access to it?
0: Um, we don't. We actually sold it, but that was the car that I learned how to drive in. Um, oh. My dad and I worked on it and replaced all kinds of things, replaced the heater core, had to put seatbelts in it. Um, yeah. My mom you was know. not have any part of it without seatbelts, which is hilarious because the backs of the seats just flip forward. So <laughs> the seatbelts do nothing. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was a very cool car. Well, yeah, we enjoyed that for a long time. It was actually my mom got it for my dad as an anniversary gift because he loved to work on cars. Right. And she had no idea that it was, like, the least well-liked car in history uh, <laughs> or any of that business, which is totally fine because my dad has always enjoyed, you know, always enjoyed, like, off-the-wall, random kind of things like that. And so the fact that it wasn't a well-liked car, I think, made him like it even better.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, it was unique to, to you guys.
0: Yeah. It was. <laughs> uh, All right. Miss Molly, you want to do the next question?
3: Yeah. Sorry. I had sent the dog ripped up my headphones. I've been struggling with it (laughs) anyway. (laughs) She's, she's fun. So we're asking this early, but I I know miles you've, you've been racing for quite some time. And Rod, you've been kind of like had teams and whatnot. So like, do you guys have like pre-race rituals? Is there, something you have to do, either as driver or lead, like, I have to have this sort of breakfast or uh, play a certain song, anything you must do, like, day of race?
1: I, um, I don't have, well, I try to meditate in the morning before I leave the hotel. Whether I do or not, when I'm (laughs) in the car, I, I must meditate, um, with the helmet on in the car, gloves on, um and just align myself with everything around me. Uh,
3: That's sure. really cool.
1: Yeah, I, I have to do that. If I don't do like if I don't do that I'll obviously be fine, but I definitely feel better and, and feel more connected to the car when I do that. Um, yeah. Also I have to listen to music too before I get Okay. The car. Yeah. All right. We, we got to I love
3: that. We got to know. Like
1: what, what kind of music? Yeah, What's, huh? like, I like, like um, Recently, actually, I've been I've been listening to a lot of a lot more reggae. My dad's Jamaican, and okay. have, I have some Jamaican heritage. So, I haven't listened to a lot of reggae in the past, but recently I can't stop adding albums. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so I've been listening recently. I've been listening to a lot of Gregory Isaacs. Uh, okay. That was what I was listening to a lot in Florida when we were practicing earlier. Um, Very yeah, nice. I also like a lot of indie rock as well. Um, yep. I can name some bands, but you wouldn't know. Like, I mean, bands like the Symposium, um, like it. It, it, they, it goes on forever. Time. You, do, you on. don't
0: know what we do and don't know. Okay, we are cards <laughs> You never know you are gonna know. Would I'm you? What kidding.
1: would you want me to name some? No, you're probably no.
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> but,
3: but no, we probably wouldn't know. It's okay. No, we probably wouldn't. I'm just, I'm just giving you some sass. I, I um, appreciate a, a well-rounded like music playlist. It sounds like you've got a lot of like different stuff. I, I'm here for that. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Great, it's awesome.
1: a great vibe for meditating oh, yeah. too. It, it is. Um, it's incredibly relaxing. You can listen to it at any time. And it's bad, happy, like just not care about anything and it will mm-hmm. always be perfect.
0: <laughs> and even like the songs with long instrumental breaks, you don't even need the lyrics for for reggae to to just automatically like drop your heart rate by fifteen points. And
1: yeah. Kind of put you <laughs> in a clearer headspace. Yeah, uh, sure. exactly. And it and I listen to a lot of music at home, so I definitely try to listen to music before I get in the car just to make me feel like we're at peace and like like I'm at home like sometimes I'll just close my eyes like, like I do at meditation just try to be like as connected to myself as possible not worry about yeah. outside
0: just, yeah just be present and kind of
1: exactly. hone
0: in on your focus on just you know yeah, yeah. like I said being connected with your body being connected with the car mm-hmm. I dig it there is a station on Pandora if you use Pandora called In the Sun Radio and the majority of the songs are reggae I highly recommend it
1: yeah, I'm, I don't I don't use Pandora, but I, I'll download it right now and um, I'll listen to it after. Yeah, I'm, my
0: sister uh, loves reggae, and that's her like go to um, chill music during the day because she's a stay at home mom and she's got a one and a half year old and a two a two and a half year old, um, so she needs she needs some uh, some nice soothing music.
3: Yeah, From so. time
0: to time, because um, <laughs> so. they're running around nonstop. So yeah, I just I, I literally just added it to my Pandora because she had it playing all day long, and I was like, "What is this station? I'm in love with it."
1: So. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a listen for sure. Yeah, yeah, that sounds nice. That's
0: nice. But very cool, and you've got some Jamaican heritage too, which is just wonderful. So it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So have to have to. Yeah, I. I it's honestly I should I should know more artists. Um, with my with my heritage and and how my dad's spent so much time in Jamaica, but it's it's because I got kind of lost in, in an indie rock phase for the last
3: <laughs>
0: three
1: four years of my life.
3: Um, <laughs> I
0: mean, you got lost, you got found. I mean,
3: <laughs> you're okay. coming back. I- it happens. <laughs> it's a whole odyssey like journey. I'm sure. <laughs> it's funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: God, how about you? Any sort of of rituals are things you have to do on race day
2: <laughs> my 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 rituals are like you know pacing no i'm teasing uh, <laughs> is, uh, so I drink a pot of
0: coffee before anything <clears throat>
2: yeah, yeah with something in it no i'm teasing
0: I <laughs> mean. Uh, we? I, well I uh, think... just fyi rod feel free to stop by our campsite at any of the races we camp at um, <laughs>
2: okay all right well we we'll have adult it. coffee there All right. I love it. Um, Now for me, I think um, especially the the role I've always been in is one of, you know, wanting to, you know, trying to make sure and wanting to make sure that things are prepared. And um, this is, uh, you know, being with um, with the team now and what we're doing. And of course, you know, we haven't had our first race. The first one's coming up uh, the second weekend or third weekend in, in April. And uh, we're going to be at, at Barber Motorsports Park um, in Montgomery. But uh, but in the past, uh, what I would do is just go through my little both mental and physical checklist to, to make sure I have everything taken care of. And for, um, you know, for Forest Indy, uh, my key thing is to make sure, obviously, that the team is ready to go and they have everything that they need and that I can, um, you know, help be part of that um calming effect for miles you know i do do whatever we can so that he has minimal distractions um even within the world where we want you know we all want attention we want that social media attention we want the, um you know the broader media attention and we're going to do some of that but i want to make sure that um you know he's comfortable and not not interrupted when when we're getting ready to go out we can party afterwards but um, so I kind of see that as my job. I don't know that, um, you know, I've had a chance to do that in the last 20 years, but I'm excited about it uh, now um, to, to, to work with him and the team. And the guys are really coming together. They're gelling. Um, and, and I know it sounds cliche, but I, I feel like we really are a team. I think we have a common goal beyond just wanting to win you know, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. I mean, I, I I won't, you know, kid you about the, the effort that we've got to put forth and, um, the performance that we have to, to, to have and to, to try to, to accomplish. But, um, but I feel really good that we're going to give our best effort every time out. And, um, that's, that's all I can uh, hope for. You know, everybody says, Oh, you know, what's your plan? How many races you're going to win? I said, all of them. No, just, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> no. I mean, the goal is to, we're not out there just to, um, you know, drive around and look good, even though I will tell you, we look good.
3: That we car looks sharp. I mean, yeah, it does I agree. Look sharp.
2: there have been so many people that say, wow, nice looking car, nice looking group of guys. They're, you know, starting to know us, um, but, uh, no, we're, we're out there to, um, to do a job, and, and we're going to do the best we can and, and make our our sponsors and our supporters and our fans proud of us. And um, that's that's my job.
3: Very I love, awesome. it. Yeah. That I love
0: it. Yeah. I love so- it. I do like
3: that. We're not just out there to, to look good. I mean – <laughs> but, good, but we right? do. Like, okay.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> see that's kind of a uh, one of Molly and I's mottos we're like I mean we're not just here to look good but we do <laughs>
3: uh,
0: we're here with information and other things but you can be both you can yeah. be good and look good um but yeah no I think that's great um I think that that's because you know, being the first year of anything, it's I say, and every all of us have, have been to school, so we all know this. And Miles, you especially will feel this. It's like the first test with a professor you don't know, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's always going to be your worst because you don't know how they test, and you're still kind of getting your feet wet and getting used to it. And so, you know, that first season, you know, it sometimes it's like, okay, there sometimes there are a little more, a few more missteps than you would have liked, but it's all information that then you can take for the next year and come in with so much more knowledge and be like okay let's rock and roll last year we put our foot in this year we're doing a cannonball like let's go
2: mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. and like yes. even race to race too
0: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: absolutely yeah it was just learning more every single time sadly we will not be at barber in person
3: oh
0: i know it's um our damn day jobs
3: um curse having a real job <laughs> i know
0: every now and then we're like well, this is Molly's phrase. She goes, "What
3: if we and We're hear me out on out. this? Quit our jobs.
0: What if we quit our jobs today? Quit our jobs."
2: So, so how many races do you do you um, usually get to um, on a yearly basis?
3: So
0: oh. the most we made was what thirteen or
3: fourteen? Yeah, yeah, I think that was the year we just didn't go to Laguna.
0: We didn't go to Laguna and we didn't go to Detroit. So fifteen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was the most we've done this year. We are missing Barber and we are missing Portland, and we actually should be at Detroit for one day, but not both.
2: So you'll oh, and, at, tex- you'll, uh, oh and we're missing, Texas oh, we're
3: missing yeah.
1: Texas.
2: oh Texas. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, we'll be, be at the- St. Pete. Well, oh, you're at St. Pete with uh, with Miles's permission. You you, you got to come by and check us out.
3: Oh 100% we will. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Oh We're yeah, very maybe. loud, don't worry. You'll hear us before you see us.
2: All
0: right. <laughs> we um and we don't We're not way. very subtle in the way that we dress on race days. Um
3: it just sounds weird. I
0: know. We wear we wear a lot of black and white checkers. Um, so we usually stand out pretty well, especially at the races where you can camp. Um, if you're wondering if we're there, just look for the golf cart with the flamingo on top.
1: <laughs> oh wow.
3: That's yeah. a the whole thing.
1: Um, oh, also, Miles, you have no
0: idea.
3: I get down for a ride. If you need one too.
0: absolutely. Especially if it's only got Molly's dad driving in it, just screwing around. Cause he loves to just tootle around, especially at road America. So he can eat more brats in secret without us knowing, mm-hmm. uh, but he's very friendly. He will a hundred percent give you a ride. Just say, we know Abby and Molly and he'll be like, all right, get in. Where are we going? <laughs> Okay. and are
3: there brats nearby
0: yeah we're gonna stop over here at the johnsonville would yeah. <laughs> you boys like a brat yeah that that's exactly how that would go oh, so yeah we would love to stop by at saint pete um yeah please do and yeah. actually if you guys don't mind we might bring um maybe three friends with us
2: yeah the more the merrier
0: like, as long as the public is allowed to come into the, you know, paddock well, area, and it might not, yeah. might not be possible, but, but yeah, because uh, we love to, we love to get to know younger drivers, you know, it's kind of like when you think of, you know, any other sport. I'll use basketball and my brother-in-law. He and his dad have been following, you know, basketball for years and years and they're the people that you name any player, they will not only tell you, you know, where they went to college, they'll tell you where they went to high school because especially here in Indiana, Indiana basketball is a big thing. And okay. so it is. Um, and so he and his dad will literally go to just random normal season high school basketball games to, you know, keep an eye on a driver or on a driver on a player that's like up and coming that they think is going to, you know, get into a D1 school for basketball or might go pro, etc. And, you know, a lot of people do that with basketball and football. And um, I think that that's another thing that needs to be part of our culture in IndyCar is, you know, let's not ignore the road to Indy. These are, you know these are our young drivers that are going to be the future of our sport. And so we love always talking to, to people in USF or, you know, Indy pro Indy lights um, just cause like, we know we're going to continue seeing you on the racetrack. Um, and so we, we already know by the time you, you get to the, the big, big leagues, we can just have all laid back conversations cause we've already, already asked you all the background questions. Mm-hmm. We, we can just chit chat about the car. Yeah. Oh,
2: <laughs> Yeah, we help. Uh, uh, seriously, we hope you do come by. we. we I think the one thing that is going to be um, fun about St. Pete. I mean, I've been to St. Pete for an IndyCar race a couple times, and you know, back when I had the the US, uh, or excuse me, the um, Super V team, uh, that was one of the races we did, and it was always a lot of fun and connecting with, um, uh, you know, with the public being a street race. I'm hoping that they do allow, you know, a strong number of, of fans and, and, um, spectators is, I think a lot, it, it just is not the same if they were, you know, not allowing people to see us, Ryan. Yeah. yeah. It's so. really
0: not. It's yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely not the same. And, you know, it's like, you don't really notice how much you appreciate just the sounds of the crowd and everything until they're not there.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, and then it's like, wow, I've never heard a racetrack sound so quiet, even with cars on track. Um,
3: I feel like last, so the race unit was held in October last year. I feel like the the Road to Indy Paddock was open. Mm. This is my bad memory, though, so nobody... You
0: know what? You're right, it was open um, because um, Alex went through there. Yeah.
3: Did, yeah. did they have fans? Yes, yeah. and they will have fans this year. They will have fans, yeah, because the city council, this is, this is the nerd in me, the city council voted on it, and uh, they are allowing fans, so. That's Up to
0: 20,000 per day. That's good,
3: that's
0: good. Mm-hmm. So, so yep, we have the official approval for fans, so we won't have to have a St. Pete 2.0 like we had last year.
3: Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: uh, uh, uh. Although it did work out well for us Because we flew down in March And then they didn't have the race And then they rescheduled it for my birthday And so, you know, of right. course Molly and I are like Oh, twist my arm Like like I would refuse to go to Florida twice in the same year
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, <laughs> It's like, yeah, we'll go back in the winter wintertime Or in the fall Oh,
3: Don't yeah. mind. When it's cold, let's go yeah.
0: <sighs> oh. So, Miles, looking ahead Because these are all tracks That you have not raced before Yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I know definitely. you've done. You did some testing down in Sebring, which is, you know, is not an IndyCar um, course, but but it is a very tough track to drive. It is very physical. Yeah, uh, it is very bumpy.
1: Yeah. It is
0: so that's probably your best prep for Detroit, honestly, because Detroit mm-hmm. is also very physical and very bumpy.
1: Um, but um, I don't think USF. Brad, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think you I think we raced in Toronto, Saint
2: Petersburg, and Toronto. Uh... Gotcha. Yeah,
1: Detroit? Remember Detroit. Yeah,
2: we're not doing Detroit, unfortunately.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's we were. Good prep for St. Pete and on uh, Toronto for sure. Oh,
3: Definitely. absolutely.
0: Well, and um, let's see. So, what other? And I, I should have looked this up, but I didn't. Sorry, boys. I was looking at my at my own transmission earlier because um, it's been leaking fluid, and I'm take. I mean, I'm taking it somewhere because I don't have the time or desire to mess with it. But I do like to make sure I know they're not overcharging me, and so I diagnose it myself um so how many races do you guys have this season
2: um we have uh well you know the planned fingers
3: crossed yeah (laughs) yeah fingers
2: crossed we we should have 16 um because what happens is we have eight um we have eight race weekends uh or eight major venues um and uh, we run two or in okay. some cases, three events, uh, or three races. Um, for example, I think mid-Ohio, I believe we run mm-hmm. three races. Um, yeah. But you know we'll do two at St. Pete. I think we'll do two at Barber. So we kind of double up. And then um, uh, when we come here, we will do one race additional uh, in, in the month of May at um, the Lucas Oil Raceway Park as an oval. Right. I think, that's, I think that's right. Our, I think that's our only oval. It is.
0: Yep. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a nice little oval. Um, they've got a great, uh, drag strip out there as well, which all the NHRA fans definitely already know. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's a, that's a great track. Um, and I don't know what carb day is going to look like this year, but I know that, um, a lot of people who either have a designated driver or who for some reason don't drink on carb day, um, <laughs> love to come out to Lucas oil, um, after some of the mm-hmm. festivities on carb day and like, it is one of the highlights of their 500 weekends. So you will have a, a good amount of fans there. Um, I'm sure. Cause that, that is a That's race a
3: that wild, everybody looks loud for. crowd.
0: It is. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, especially those that rode with, with only one sober person being the driver. Um, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it is. It's a very well attended race just cause mm-hmm. you know, it's an oval. We're building up to the big oval Um, so yeah, and then the Grand Prix here in Indy you're doing Um, Mm -hmm. so excellent well we will see you at a few of these I'm super jealous that you guys get to end your season in New Jersey and that the rest of the series doesn't get to go there
2: yeah, you know, that was kind of uh, interesting Uh, you know, um, in fact Miles and I talked about it I think he's looking forward to that track Um, you know, we don't I think there are Two or three tracks where Indy Lights will go that we don't, and then a couple that um, Indy Pro 2000 will go. Like they go to St. Louis.
0: Uh, oh yeah.
2: Remember the uh, couple other ones that um, but, you know last year, Indy Lights didn't run at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the the Pro 2000 went to you know more of the Indy car races, uh, you know, Indy car race weekends. So we're hoping. Uh, we're looking forward to it. It's it's pretty exciting, and um, we're kind of thinking of it from the standpoint, or at least I am, that all these new tracks are kind of cool. You know that we get to really, um, you know, we don't, we don't have any bad habits, if you will. You know,
0: absolutely. Like yeah, that. we're
2: gonna we're gonna go there, and mm-hmm. and um, you know, it gets it's it's like a it's like a chess game. You know, you get out there and. You're, yeah, you know all the pieces, but you just kind of see how you play the game, so. Exactly. Got
0: see, to gotta see what happens. No, and I love that, like you said, no bad habits to break or anything. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, it's always, always easier to, to coach somebody that hasn't already developed bad habits. Yeah. <laughs> then you don't have to break the bad habits and then, yeah, create new ones. You just can run with it. So. Rod, which track are you most excited about seeing Miles race on? And Miles, which track are you most excited to race on?
2: You go first, Miles. I'm curious.
1: I'm, I'm most excited for Toronto because I don't do a lot of international travel, even though Canada is like right over the border. Sure. But I, like I'm really excited just to travel to Toronto. And I've also never done um, city courses. So St. Petersburg is also one I'm really looking forward to as well. Um but I'm more excited for Toronto because of just because of Canada. Um well, and, I get and, to my travel.
0: Well yeah, you get to travel and it's a, it's a gorgeous you know, course. It's a it's a great a, oh a
3: street course, yeah.
0: It's yeah, it's a gorgeous course, it's a challenging course and you know, St. Petersburg, you're downtown ish, you know, we're closer to the water um because we use the that runway for the big straightaway down the front. Yeah. Um, but you're not like you know, you're you're a walk to downtown, but it, you're not like surrounded by buildings and things. Whereas Toronto and also Saint Petersburg is a decent sized city, but not huge. Toronto is a big city, and mm-hmm. that course is just smack downtown. And so yeah, I'm I'm with you, Miles. That that seems like a very cool one. It's it's on our list.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited to to go on the city courses because I've never done that before ever. So that'll be an experience. I'll be pushing hard and be super focused. Like, I'll be working very hard, but very excited to be in... Because I love the city. Like, I live in New York City for a reason. I mean, I love it here. Um, Yeah. So I'm very excited to race in the city and experience that. Like I said, it'll be a lot of hard work, especially since I've never done that. Um, But it'll be an experience for sure. And whatever we take from it, uh, it'll be a memory. So I'm excited.
0: That's excellent. Real quick, before I let Rod answer, I gotta know. Um, where Where in New York are you?
1: Um. You were saying you you want me to answer, right? Yeah,
0: I yeah, was like, where
1: yeah. Rod? Which uh, which track I'm in, is? Um, I'm in Manhattan. I'm um, a couple blocks east from Chelsea. Um, okay,
0: gotcha. Yeah. I used to live in Brooklyn, so I'm like, I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, yeah. What what part of Brooklyn?
0: Um, right on the border of Bushwick and Bed Stuy, but
1: okay, it, yeah, yeah. But I have some friends it, over there.
0: Yeah. Um, I say a lot of people have friends there now because um, it's, it's a nice area now. I lived there in 2004 and it was not nice then. Um, I know I keep saying you need to go back. I'm like, I wouldn't even recognize it. Yeah. like Taxis wouldn't take you there when I lived there. Um, police, if they came, came with a minimum of two cars. Um, But it's a really nice area now.
2: Yeah, (laughs) it was really nice. (laughs) Now you can
0: visit and be cool. (laughs) Yeah, before when my friends would visit me when I did that internship, I'm like, so I have to tell, I have to teach you how to use the subway. And they're like, can't we just take a cab? And I'm like, oh, that's adorable. They don't come this way. Yeah, that's
2: adorable. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, no. Aren't you cute? (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm like as I'm like the street I live on just has like tons of you know used needles on the sidewalk. I'm like, no, I don't believe the taxis will bring you here. Um, you're gonna have to use the subway. <laughs> oh,
1: anyway. yeah, that's Back nice. on it. I have a lot of friends over there and in, um, in Williamsburg and um, and some in Heights as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty familiar with Brooklyn for sure. sure. Yeah, I love I love Brooklyn. Uh, I mean, I love the whole city.
0: It's just, it's it's a whole different experience there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn's nice, though, because Manhattan Manhattan's like, got obviously all the skyscrapers and everything. And it it does have, it, it is a vibe, but Brooklyn's, like, it's city mixed with, like, a neighborhood kind of feeling, which is, yeah. it's really nice. And you can get, especially, the thing is, you could get a lot more sun in Brooklyn as well just because the buildings aren't blocking every street and every street's not in shade. So that's, it's, it's a different kind of environment in a whole just because of that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of good restaurants over there. Oh, um, a ton. Yeah, there's
2: a lot. A lot. It's really nice.
0: A ton. Okay, so back to back to IndyCar business. So Rod, which track <laughs> are you most excited for?
2: Well, you know, I, I have to say that um, coming here to Indianapolis, running a road course, um, is is the, probably the one thing I'm I'm, I'm most excited about. Um, for one, I, I think the road course is very cool. Um and it's the only, uh, course that I have, you know, I've been, I've been blessed to, to have, have driven around both the oval and the road course, um, you know, untethered, believe it or not. Um, but you know, I didn't, I mean, I wasn't crazy. I, I was in, um, uh, <laughs> both times I was in a truck, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's not like I could just really stretch out, but, um,
0: yeah, they're so. a little top heavy for the yeah, uh, it's, it's, for, for any kind of baking, really. Yeah.
2: but but I've gone around them, and uh, actually I've gone around the road course in a Mustang uh, that I wasn't driving, but um, but but I really like the course, and and of course it's the place where um, you know Miles did his test, and and it's kind of special to see us come full circle from a year ago to be back there. And then at home, and then you know we're planning. I'm hopeful that um, we have a lot of the kids that I've had in the program come out and watch, and so so I think it's the whole event um, beyond just the track. I mean, I do like the track, but I mean from the standpoint of um, you know what I'm looking forward to, I think I think I'm I'm looking forward to Indy right now.
0: Excellent.
3: That sounds like it's going to be really really fun. Upstairs. Yeah. Now who was
0: driving the Mustang? Was it a uh...
2: Um, I was actually, um, I have been invited out to see, um, the the guys from Skip Barber. They wanted, yeah. And, and I used to, I mean, years and years ago, I, I I used to work with Skip Barber, you know, probably four owners ago. Um, but, uh, um, I went out to, they're fairly a new organization. I think they've just been in business now three years or so. And so they were brand new. They had brand new cars, uh, F4, as well as their uh, their Mustangs. And uh, I had met the owner. Um, uh, and so we, uh, he, he asked me if I wanted to, 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 to go around. And and I said, sure. And uh, I, thought, <laughs> I thought I was going to get to drive one. <laughs> but oh. he, uh, he said, yeah, you know, I'll have so-and-so take you around. So we did. And it was cool. It was cool. But, Very cool. So yeah, one of his uh, one of his Mustangs. But before then, it was pretty exciting. Uh, I had a chance um, during uh, this was during the Super Bowl uh, when they came to Indianapolis. Um, Ellen DeGeneres had offered Super Bowl tickets to a couple of fans for at that time would have been the New York Giants uh, uh, against the Patriots since they were in the Super Bowl, and she. Um, gave two people uh, tickets to come to Indianapolis, watch the game and part of it was uh, for them to uh, get a visit around the track and so they invited uh, Mona's, uh, uh, Simona De Silvestre to come out and um, take them around and so they got to ride in the uh, pace car and they asked me to drive uh, one of the one of the Tahoes, and I had the cameraman in the back of me, you know, with me So I got up to about, you know, I can't tell, I can't can't tell you what I got up to. I better not say that on the air. uh, (laughs) Well, it's
0: private property, so actually,
2: um, it was private property, and I I did have permission.
0: Don't don't count.
2: Yeah, (laughs)
0: it's not a public street.
2: That's That's, right. So we had we had some fun, but driving them around so they could film, and uh, I thought that was pretty cool.
0: That is fantastic. That's really cool. I will just say, if you ever have the opportunity um, to take a hot lap with Larry Foyt, don't turn it down.
2: I mean, (laughs) but also
3: just know, (laughs) like
0: when we did a hot lap with him at Portland um, two years ago, uh, there was a moment where I was like, okay, Abby, you are a critical care nurse, and when this rolls over, you're going to need to keep your wits about you so you can direct everybody as to what to do for the trauma that we're going to incur. Or we might die on this, but I'm okay with that. Like, that was the thought in my head. I'm like, what a way to go. Um, but, yeah, there were a few moments that I was like, are we sure all four tires are still on the ground?
3: Uh, we They weren't, because my mind didn't have to calm down. Instead, my mind was like, mm, we're on two tires. We're on two tires. We're on two tires. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Mm, yeah. Larry, Larry Foyt is worth every minute. <laughs> like mm, a hot lap with him. Unreal. Uh, but yeah, that's very cool. Okay. So on to, I say we will wrap this up because we're just at about an hour and we definitely appreciate you gentlemen's time. Um, so let's talk about where everybody can find um, Force Indie and where they can find you, Miles, on um, social media.
1: Yeah, you can, um, you can find Force Indy on Instagram, uh, Twitter on their website, forceindy.com. Um, as well as me, I have links to force Indy on my page on miles. Row racing. Um, but we're on all the social media pages, uh, and on the web, of course. Uh, so yeah, that's what you find excellent. And what'd yeah, you say
0: your, um, your, your name was, it was miles.
2: Row racing.
3: racing. Gotcha. We'll also link all of our stuff. We certainly will stuff yeah. on our stuff. Yeah, we yeah. certainly will.
2: And, and we're force. Um, we're Force Indy ninety nine.
3: Yes. Okay. Yeah,
2: that's his um, car. You know, Miles's car number and very cool. special to us.
3: Yeah, it's a yeah.
2: great
0: number to choose.
2: Yeah, you know the backstory, right? I do not.
3: I okay. do, but I will let them tell it.
2: Oh, you know it? No, I... you should tell it so we know if you're right or not.
3: Uh, <laughs> I oh pop quiz. Oh, pop see, list? this is. This so she really
0: knows it, struggle. but she doesn't know it. Know it.
3: She's not, no, ready, she's not no, ready. No, 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 for... The ninety-nine. Oh, a. It was like the winningest number in mm, the twenties. Obviously not the. I mean, fingers crossed the twenty twenties. Um, I think the nineteen twenties, and then oh, it's either the number or the the red tail has ties to the Tuskegee Airmen, and I can't remember which. Very oh. good.
2: Very good.
3: Yeah. This is close. yeah,
2: it's pretty close. All um, right, I'll take it. So, so, um, so I'll take the ladder and then I'll go to the front. Um, so yeah. the Tuskegee Airmen, which uh, m- most of you and, and you, most of us know that was um uh, the all-black squadron in World War II, and um was, you know, started their very first squadron they had was the 99. And um, they were one of the few um, in the Air Force that didn't have any uh, that did not lose a plane mm-hmm. um, in their tour over um, over the um, you know in Europe. But uh, so that celebrates them. but the, the main reason is that um, uh, Dewey Gaston who ran in the in the early 19, uh, you know 1930s, late 1920s before um, blacks were really allowed to run at the, the uh, national speedways and and races um he uh, he used 99 actually at the end of his career uh when he was trying to come back and he had asked several times to come to the 500 but anyway he bought a car and it was uh, had 99 on it um and that was supposed to be his comeback car so he never got a chance to um to run the 500 and um and to, to win with that number. And we thought, you know what, let's take this on and pick up the, you know, pick up the man, pick up the mantle and see if we can't um, carry it across to, uh, to some podium yeah. finishes. So
0: yeah, cool. yeah, pick up yeah. the torch and yeah.
2: Picking up yeah. where he left off and yeah. And that was like it. Yeah. He um, it's pretty, it's a pretty interesting story um, that he has. And I was just, I read his book and talked to the author of his book not too long ago. And he's um, this amazing guy. I mean, he started when he was 15 years old and, you know, taught. He was self-taught, both racer and mechanic. Amazing. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that is so cool. And especially being self-taught and and doing as much as he did. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Excellent. Um, All right. Well, um, I say as our fans know, and if you don't, we'll remind you, you can get a hold of us and all of our social media from our website, www.fastcarsfastgirls.com. You can listen to our podcast on any site you want to. We are everywhere. 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 You cannot escape us. Um, We also have Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, and a TikTok. um, So make sure you check those out as well. Um, podcasts are up on all the different apps. It's also up on our Facebook and our website and on YouTube each week. So make sure that you hit the like button, subscribe, share with your friends, family, enemies. We don't care. A listen is a listen. So share with everybody (laughs) you come across Uh, and hopefully we can uh, bring you guys some fun video content in St. Pete when we come and check you guys out at the paddock. Yeah. So we'll make sure to, stop by Force Indy and do a little live video for everybody. So I have
3: to make that happen. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All we right. might have
0: to bring a decor uh, a decorative flamingo as like yep. a, a host gift for you.
3: I yeah. mean, we are from the Midwest. There's Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, all right. Anything else you gentlemen want to add before we let you go? Uh,
2: I, I have a question and, and then, and then Miles can wrap it up. But my question is, you got to tell us how, how did you come about fast, fast, uh, oh, no! So but my
0: mother just
2: cried. The, the cliff note version.
0: So yeah, short story is, um, the whole idea for the podcast came about from a few too many beers and a few too many inside jokes and in stand E on the Saturday of qualifications a couple years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. I, Okay, never mind. Sorry, I thought my cat was outside, but she managed to get between the screen and the sliding door. All of a sudden, I was like, "This might be an emergency." Nope, she's just not that smart and stuck. Um, anyhow, and so that's that's the clips notes version. Um, as far as the name, we knew that you know, being the only all female media in a pretty heavily male driven sport, you know, just generally people tend to assume that we don't know very much, and so. We thought that since we're bringing humor into it as well as, you know, some education and knowledge and fun things to look for, we like to, you know, be very listenable for either, you know, a veteran fan or a newbie fan. And so we also wanted to have a a name that was kind of tongue in cheek and just shows that, you know, we're not taking ourselves too seriously. So, you know, we're, we're not the people that you have to mind all your P's and Q's around and we thought, why not make it something funny? Because, well, we're women in IndyCar and you gotta have a tough skin, and we do. And so we just wanted it to be something that makes you chuckle and is memorable.
2: Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, oh, so that's
0: fast
3: the cars. clip. Yeah. That's yes. the clip notes. We'll tell you the full version in St. Pete because my mom doesn't like me telling a story.
0: <laughs> and it is well worth waiting for in person.
2: The, the unabridged just... version, right?
0: Yes. <laughs> the the <laughs> names that we could have had version.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so all right Miles any last thoughts
1: um no we we touched everything it was just a pleasure talking to you guys you guys are great to talk to was, I, had a, oh. I had a lot of fun yeah. you oh,
3: guys were a blast to have on thank you this has been nice and fun we learned a lot about can't wait to cheer you guys on and hope all of our listeners can
0: and buy some merch don't forget that people
1: yep. yes.
0: merch.
1: Merch. oh yeah merch madness it
0: merch is available. oh I
1: like merch fact. madness oh oh
0: yes miles we're about to we're about to give you part of our advertising budget right there oh no don't worry zero dollars yeah you just get a fraction of zero dollars (laughs) um so but yes merch madness get your stuff now get it delivered to your house well before you go to your first race that way you are ready to go because when you get there maybe they don't have the size you want maybe they don't have the style you want Order it now. It's shipped to your house, and you get it before your first race. So Merch Madness is on. That's I like right. that. Yeah,
2: we like that. Thank oh, you.
0: Awesome. <laughs> oh, so, all right. Well, yeah, I, I agree with everything. I said you guys have been awesome. We appreciate it. And I uh, look forward to chatting with you probably a little bit further down the road after you've had a few races under your belt and see how things are going.
1: Yeah, it'll be great. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for it. Yeah, We'll be Excellent. pushing. We'll be pushing. <laughs>
0: Well, best of luck, and uh, I think we can probably wave the checkered, Molly. Do you have anything else?
3: Nope. I was saying I think we can. This has been awesome. I can't wait.
0: All right. Let's wave the checkered, and uh, thanks for listening.
3: Bye.